Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, as we walk along this lonely road together, that during this journey, you are able to be a witness to the changes taking place and be able to rise above them and not really be too uh, attached to all that's going on right now, especially in the world around us. I mean, you know, on Fridays we do our earth changes report. So of course you want to pray for the people that are going through hard times. And if you can visualize rain during the fiery places, (laughs) I mean, where it's, I I don't want to say firing. What do you call it? Oh yeah. Speaking of firing. (laughs) Na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. Okay. Anyway, I had to do that. (laughs) For some reason. I've had that song in my mind. (laughs) Anyway, I'm happy about the changes taking place in the world, in the White House. (laughs) Just thinking about it, oh, gets me all kinds of giddy. (laughs) Oh, but (laughs) there's always going to be changes right? Uh, everything is changing. In fact, my teacher of philosophy, the first class I took in basically is East and West in religions. It was a religious philosophy class and it was incredible. It was about the I Ching. <laughs> and my teacher, uh, professor Lee told me, and he was, uh, he was Korean directly from Korea and really interesting guy wrote the book for the class. He was very intelligent. Anyway, he said, you can't change change because change is always changing. And so he taught me when I was 18 years old, just to learn to kind of observe what's happening, witness what's happening and not really participate in the ins and the outs of it. Just kind of step back and look at the broader picture and be a witness to the change because at the core of who you are, you're nothing but love. You're not the changes. You don't want, you know, (laughs) you know, uh, that song by Bob Dylan, the answer, my friend is blowing in the wind. Well, you don't want to be blowing in the wind. 
You can allow the answers to blow in the wind next to you, but you stand solid and strong. You know, you don't want to be blowing with the changes, blowing with everything that happens, you know. Someone walks in and tells you something that happened because they're angry. Now you're all embroiled up in their tornado of anger. You know, someone else calls you and their boyfriend broke up with them or someone else calls and says, you know, his mom died. And now you're, you're angry at the boyfriend or you're, you're crying because the mom and you're overwhelmed with all the emotions of everybody else. In addition to fact, you might be an empath where you're already overwhelmed with the emotions of other people and you don't even know (laughs) you ever woke up just absolutely terrified and you don't know why. And it's probably because it's like the anxiety of a neighbor that you don't even know, but you just feel their energy or, you know, um, you wake up sad or you wake up super, super happy, but then you go out in public, go on a bus or in, in the, um, grocery store or the mall. And suddenly you're just like, so sad or so angry or agitated. You know, if you're an empath, you know what that's like. I mean, I used to get a, get on the bus to go to work when I was uh, 18 and I would be so happy and joy filled and yay, it's another day in Santa Barbara. Woo. And it's just like, what? So beautiful, sunshiny. Maybe I was 19 then, but you know, same thing, same thing. Be happy, get on the bus. And an hour later I'd reach my stop and it would be just like, I would be weeping uncontrollably and I didn't know why I didn't have any um energetic boundaries with other people I didn't know I was an empath I didn't know what the hell was happening and the worst day of it was when I went to Los Angeles and I looked out over the city and all of a sudden I was aware of everybody's emotions at once and I felt everybody at once and I just was like oh my god and I was overwhelmed and I just sat there and cried for two hours (laughs) <laughs> it was sad because I, w- I had a beauty pageant the next day and I was, I, and my eyes are puffy, uh, you know, I'm like trying to be beautiful. My eyes are puffy because I've been crying two hours a night before. And cause I have angioedema, my eyes were super puffy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I didn't win. <laughs> I, I mean, I was in the, you know, the second round or whatever. I mean, I wasn't eliminated right away, but I I didn't make it to the final round anyway. (laughs) Two of the judges wanted me and the third judge didn't like me. And I forgot to make eye contact with her. And maybe she just didn't like the way my eyes looked because I had been crying all night. I was crying all night because I felt everybody. I felt the suicidal people. I felt the um, everything. I mean, I felt people... In love, I felt people that just broke up. I felt people that were just fired. I, I felt everything. I knew everything at once. It was really overwhelming and really sad, right? And I felt everybody's changes at once inside me, you know? And so you have to be careful, you know, when you get wrapped up with all these changes, right? Sometimes the changes are good. Sometimes the changes are super, super amazing, right? But at the same time, What goes up must come down. That's what they say. If you've ever seen a yo-yo work, 
<laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> you know, but that could be your world. That could be the world around you, but it doesn't have to be your mind and your direct experience, right? You don't have to go up and down with the changing tides of the emotions of other people or the events of the world. You can be solid and strong in yourself. You know, you just have to keep tapping into the core of love. You just got to keep tapping into the highest vibration possible available to you right now and tap into that core of who you truly are. I mean, you are in the beginning and and always shall be just pure love. And if you can feel the unchangeableness of that, that is the only thing that is unchangeable. You are loved. You are love. You are capable of love, giving, receiving, having, being, (laughs) doing. (laughs) You are capable of tapping into that highest vibration of who you are. And then just accepting everything around you. Just accept it. Like, you know, don't put yourself in harm's way and get away from toxic relationships and toxic people, you know, who just aren't awake or aren't like caring about changing. Narcissistic people don't really care about changing. Usually it's, it takes years and years of therapy to change And that's only if they want to. But the thing is with narcissistic personality disorder, they don't think there's anything wrong with them. Everyone else is the idiots. Everyone else is the morons and the whatever. And they're the fine ones. They're fine. They're the smart ones. Like literally that's what they think. You know, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, bumper stickers I've seen. Now I look back on it and I'm like, that kind of sounds like a narcissist, something a narcissist would say, you know, it's hard to soar like an eagle when I'm surrounded by turkeys. <laughs> that was, that was something I said. My, my aunt used to have, actually she still has a, a, a key shop where she's a locksmith and she had, um, these little bumper stickers all over her shop that you could buy, you know, so it was stuff that people would browse and, you know, stuff that they would pick up while they're waiting for their key to be finished. So they'd always make extra money, you know, on these little bumper stickers. And that was one they had, you know, it's hard to be brilliant when I'm surrounded by idiots. That was another one. (laughs) I mean, looking back, you know, those were always funny to me, but then it's like, wait a minute, you know, and there were a lot of people on TV George Jefferson, classic narcissist, you know, um, there were these examples and everyone laughed, thought it was great. They're so funny. They're so brilliant. (laughs) We're trained like from an early age to not like go with our gut instincts and our feelings and to, uh, kind of promote narcissists. That's why so many narcissists are CEOs, you know, heads of their corporations and, you know, making tons of money. It's all they care about. They think they deserve it. And we all deserve, you know, to have enough money and enough to survive and maybe a little bit extra if we work extra hard, but 
you know, we all deserve a good life. Everyone in the world deserves good life, but you know, a lot of people that are narcissists think that they deserve it more and they deserve more to have be and do more than anyone else. And that, you know, no one else deserves it. They're idiots, right? <laughs> so, um, it's hard for us to, uh, be around people like that, you know, like if they're toxic. So if you're around somebody like that, you know, it might be time to try to extract yourself from the situation, from the person and try to surround yourself with healthier people, emotionally healthier people. I mean, if that's, if you're the only one, you know, that's healthy, then it might be time to be alone for a minute, you know, a few weeks, a <laughs> few months, even, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So there's, there's so many changes going on right now, guys. Oh my God. So much. I'm, I'm uh, having tons of allergies. I've been taking Benadryl for days. Um, San Gay Volcano just shot up 22,000 feet into the air. Um, massive amounts of, um, particulate matter ash from the volcano. So it's been going off for about two weeks now, but for some reason it's been, been given out more ash since yesterday. Our whole skies are, there's like nothing blue in the sky whatsoever. I put up a, a really beautiful picture of a blue sky with puffy white clouds and each cloud looked like a head, like a, a, a man's head. <laughs> it was like three clouds. Like they were talking to each other. And they're all men's heads. I don't know if you guys caught that or not on my Instagram, which is at mermaidgirl888. But if you go um, and check that out, that was maybe one of the last days it was absolutely blue, beautiful blue skies. Like the past three days here, all weekend has been very, very cold, very uh, dark kind of in the daytime because it's just the upper atmosphere. is just nothing but ash volcanic ash and then the wind blows and then it just it like comes through seeps through all of our windows under our doors and um like for a few days last week we had some nice hot beautiful sunshiny days like where the up like my my bedroom I had my I had four windows open like all day on into the evening because it was so hot in here and now I long for those days because it's so cold in here now. I mean, I wore like a big, I have a fake fur coat that's black. And I was trying to show my cat, like, look, I could, I could look like you. <laughs> I have a you costume on, <laughs> you know, I have black fur too. Look at me <laughs> that. I mean, I wore that all day today. I, I was cold and now I'm, I'm just wearing a sweatshirt, but man, it, it's been cold and my allergies have been crazy. And my eyes have been just red this whole time from the volcanic ash. It's just, it's in the air and, and it stings. My eyes feel like they're stinging right now. So I don't know what happened, but I know that, uh, last between yesterday and today, a lot more ash in the air, you know, that's a change, you know? So, but I'm not upset about it. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. Sangay, that means the giver in Kanyari. I think, um, it's just given us something to do. Sweep our floors. <laughs> Thanks giver. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. 
but we have a lot of changes in this world. And starting on November 1st, there was a change in the energy. And starting on <clears throat> November 3rd, there was a change in the direction Mercury went went direct. You know, a lot of changes energetically. You know, um, suddenly, out of nowhere, as soon as Mercury went direct, we started having all kinds of uh, changes with the solar um, cycle. I mean, we've been solar cycle 25 but it's been pretty much not that active. And suddenly it's been uh, super, super active. Lots of sunspots and they're growing rapidly and they're sending us all kinds of flares, C-class, M-class, um, high-class, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no class, no. <laughs> uh, all these flares are coming our way, so there's all these changes, but for the most part I've been feeling really... Um, energetic about it except for when the cosmic radiation is coming you know in the solar winds then I feel a little bit tired but with these flares I'm feeling a little bit kind of flared up happy up a joyful you know and um, a lot of people in the spiritual community are divided because a lot of them liked Trump they have this false notion that he's some sort of Pleiadian God here to save us, you know, um, I've caught that from a lot of different people. I started, um, unfollowing people who were just insistent on, you know, saying that everything was a lie and fake and uh, etc. And that Trump was some sort of magic man coming to, you know, rescue us. And I'm like, I mean, some people are saying he's high vibration and I wanted to mention, don't ever confuse having a lot of sexual charisma with being high vibration. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. Never, ever confuse sexual. Um, what did I just say? Damn it. I'm now I'm distracted by my own mind. ADHD has been through the roof lately, but yeah, um, I was going to say sexual chemistry. That's not the right, a car, um, charisma, like karma, chemistry, no charisma, (laughs) never mistake sexual charisma with high vibrational energy. It's Kundalini energy and people respond to that. And it's a sexual energy. You know, people that are stuck in their first shocker and all they could think about is sex. They have a lot of charisma and a lot of people go, Ooh, he's got a high vibration. No, it's not. Literally, it's a low vibration because it's the Kundalini. It's like the first chakra. When you rise that Kundalini up, 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 you know, through your crown chakra and beyond, that's high vibration, right? But when it's just sexual energy, you know, and Donald Trump thinks he's better than everyone. He's smarter than everybody. He thinks he's good looking, um, compared to everybody. Like he doesn't have an idea of the reality of, of, you know, anything around him, you know, and, and I do admire his positivity. He's constantly positive. He spins everything positive in his way, but he also blames others. And he also does a lot of horrible things. Like starting a potential race war, you know, uh, starting potential world war three with China and, uh, North Korea, 
You know, we were on the brink of those things for a while. Never would have been if he hadn't just shot his mouth off. Basically, you know. He's like that loud mouth New York kid that you just want to pop one, you know, pop him in the jaw. You might be a pacifist, but then that loud mouth person starts saying, you know, negative and disrespectful crap. You just want to punch him, right? (laughs) You're like, what happened to me? I'm changing. (laughs) Accept the changes, but you don't have to be a part of it. You don't have to participate, you know, in the low level energy of some of the changes, right? Like the us versus them, the polarity, the duality that, you know, you know, send everybody love and light, no matter what, (laughs) whether they hurt you or they don't just send them love and light, wish them well, extract yourself from, you know, extract them from your reality, change your reality by changing your vibration, but you don't have to participate, you know, anymore in these things. But a lot of people, are are like somehow insisting. I mean, he's responsible for the slaughter of thousands of Kurdish people in Syria. He's responsible for children being separated at the border from their parents and um, for a lot of uh, people dying at the border and 250,000 almost uh, deaths in America. 130,000 new cases of COVID the other day, over the weekend. 100,000 cases per day. If he had implemented eight months ago, all of the sanctions immediately and made it a very serious thing. If he had taken it seriously, then we wouldn't be going through this with 250,000 deaths and a hundred, 130,000 people getting it every day. You know, people would take it seriously. You know, if all of the administrations, you know, people had, you know, been wearing masks and showing that, look, I got my hand sanitizer. This is what I'm doing. You know, a lot of people went, if they had not held rallies the way that they did, if they had been responsible, we wouldn't be seeing these numbers, record numbers of COVID-19, you know? So I, I feel like, you know, if someone is like super high vibration, they wouldn't be accused of raping 30 women and one girl underage with Jeffrey Epstein actually. And if someone is super high vibration, they wouldn't be bragging about grabbing women by the pussy. Just saying that's not high vibration. That is a very literally the definition of a low life. What does low life mean? Low vibrational person. That's it. So I don't know. I, hopefully you're not, you know, if you're listening to me, you're probably not in the Trump camp, but you know, I don't hate him. I love him. I love everyone in the whole wide world. He doesn't deserve to be my president though. He doesn't deserve to be leader of the free world in charge of the nuclear codes. He does not deserve any of that. I mean, for real, (laughs) he just doesn't, you know, people like that don't deserve it. You know, (laughs) so I don't know. I just, there's a lot of people that were like disappointed and saying, well, it could be reversed. It's going to be reversed. The aliens are going to come down. There was a guy that I was listening to. He was channeling 
some being from God knows where. Oh, Syria. No, not Syria. <laughs> not, this, not the country, but Sirius, the, the star system Sirius. This, I guess he's been channeling this being for a long time. And the being was like super up and into politics. And I was like, well, that's weird. When the Pleiadians themselves, who are part of the Galactic Federation of Light, say no one in the Galactic Federation of Light honestly, truly gives a shit about American politics. You know, like they'll give us hints about stuff, but they they don't really care one way or the other. Sure, Donald Trump lived in the Pleiades on another path in a past life. Does he remember that now? No. Does he know what he came here for? Not really. You know, he could have been a great leader, but I don't know what the hell happened, but he just, he fell into a sexual nature is what it is. I think he attached, he attached to his body at his, at his first chakra. And so he's just focused on sex, 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 which is why he's paying hookers off. So his wife won't find out, you know, non-disclosure agreements, (laughs) $153,000. Does that sound like a high vibration person to you? Not to me. Not to me. Someone who would cheat on their taxes, cheat on their wives, cheat on <laughs> everything. Cheating contractors out of money, cheating, you know. So that's, he's a cheater and a liar. How do I know he's a liar? I, I, I hear what he says and I go and check the facts myself. I don't listen to what the media says. I just listen to what he says. And it doesn't take but five minutes to find out he's a liar. Liar and a cheater. And that's a low-level person. That's a low-life person. A low-life person in the highest office. How the hell did we get there? <laughs> but this has been a world of opposites. And it's over. It's it's over. You know, he, you know, it is what it is. And I keep asking my higher self, like, or not my higher self, but my, my higher guidance, like prime creator. So all these people who are usually very wise put themselves out there as spiritual gurus. <clears throat> very, very famous people. I'm not going to say their names out loud, but MP are, are the initials of one of the names. Uh, <laughs> PG is the initials of another of the person. And um, CE is another one. And these aren't their real names, but their channels, <laughs> initials. And they're like, Trump is this and Trump is that and I really like him and he's this and he's that and it's like wow wow the media just ran him through the mud no he ran himself through the mud he's the one that said the things directly on his own Twitter account he's the one that said those words directly on camera we've seen the actual photograph of the check he wrote to the prostitute like are, are we not seeing these things for real? You know? You know, I'm not li- listening to what people's opinions on the media are. I don't even have a TV. I don't own a physical TV. And I don't watch TV. I'll watch news clips here and there. I've gone, I mean, I follow him on Twitter. I know what he's saying on Twitter, right? Anyway, so... A lot of people are saying... <laughs> Well, this happened and it's going to be reversed and 
just you'll see he'll go to the court and things are don't don't be disappointed Biden people when when it turns out that Trump ends up the president again don't be disappointed <laughs> and these are the spiritual leaders still pushing for him to be the president in spite of all of the nonsense he put us through he didn't drain the swamp he exposed the swamp and then then built it back up as a swamp (laughs) I don't know it's just I, I think there was like maybe one good thing I heard of in four years that he did but I don't know if he actually implemented it I don't know, guys. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about this. not a political show, but there's all these changes going on, right? And then there's all this turmoil in the spiritual community. And that's in and of itself is change, right? For people to be like um, Trump supporters, you know? I mean, let's take away women's rights. Let's take away gays people's rights let's take away everybody's rights he's so high vibration wait a minute no he's taking people's rights away he's appointing people to the supreme court that will make certain they take away people's rights how the hell is that high vibration it's not it's a lie I don't know why people are not seeing reality It's freaking me out a little bit, but I have chosen and I continue to choose. And I hope that you continue to choose to live above all these weird changes, whether you agree with them or you don't, whether you agree with me or you don't, that's okay. I still love you. I love everybody. Right. But the thing is we have to pay attention to who we're paying attention to, (laughs) You know, who, who, uh, are we listening to spiritually? And this is a very telling time. Three people that I normally follow that are very much, um, three or four people I normally follow that I very much have said all along, I trust them. They're spiritual leaders. They're really, they're the real deal. They know what they're doing and saying and blah, blah, blah. And they say, you don't need to wear a mask. It's like, I'm sorry, just because you're spiritual doesn't mean science doesn't real, isn't real anymore. You do need to wear a mask. You do need to wash your hands. You don't have to focus on the negativity of gain a disease because you'll draw it right to yourself. But you also don't need to let your open your mind so much that your brains fall the fuck out of your head either. You got to have a balance. You have to be pragmatic while doing your pranayama meditation you know (laughs) you gotta it's gotta be balanced you know social distance from other people wear a mask in case you cough in case you're a carrier and you don't know be careful be cautious be realistic and pragmatic and keep raising your vibration so you really will rise above this someday right so you know, but there, there are changes, there are changes, they're all over us, all around us, all throughout our direct world, you know, our direct reality, and in the natural free world as well. And during all of these changes, 
we could get sucked in, you know, to the anger of our guy didn't win or, you know, get sucked into the big time, you know, the embroilment of how could you say that, you know, angry. (coughs) I'm not saying all these things about Trump with anger. I don't, you know, I have any attachment to it anymore at the time. I was pretty angry four years ago, just to be honest, but it feels like 40 years in some ways, but, um, I'm not really attached to it anymore, but I see it and I see the reality and the clarity of it. You know, high vibrational people don't have a lot of controversy around them. Negative press, negative controversy, negative energy, you know, wars starting around them as a direct result of their words and as a direct result of their actions. You know, his way of life gave permission to all the low life people out there to come up and be their nasty racist selves refusing to make wedding cakes for gay people which is you know okay fine whatever it's a private business whatever it's not like a public office thing but it's still just a dick move you know but they think it's okay and they're in their rights to discriminate and be mean to people I guess technically it is in your right to be mean to people and act out of hatred rather than love but before it just seemed like people would give into their politeness and not their ego. And it seems like lately more people are giving into their ego. So that's some of the changes that I've seen in the past four years that really, um, you know, he made America hate again. <laughs> it was just not cool. Just not cool, man. But he's going to be gone January 20th. We have like 71 days you know, and so in the meantime, rise above the changes and rise above your anger about what people say or do or how they feel what they whatever. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. Yeah, he's not going to concede. Yeah, there's going to be some issues. Okay, just watch it like it's a wild movie or just don't watch it at all. The changes are going to come whether you participate in them or not. And the more that you can focus on that deep, powerful core love of who you are, you're going to start finding yourself having unity with others, regardless of their political or religious affiliations or their lack of knowledge, <laughs> you know, their lack of ability to not be ignorant. <laughs> You know, the more that, you know, if you just see people as asleep, if you saw someone asleep in bed and they were kicking their legs and wildly flailing their arms about and yelling obscenities, you wouldn't be angry at them. You would just laugh because it's kind of hilarious. They're just, they're asleep. And when they wake up, they're going to go, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that happened. Oh my God. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't offend you. I'm so sorry. 
right? So it's the same thing. People are spiritually asleep. They're going to wake up someday and go, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I hope I didn't offend you. Oh my gosh. I hope I didn't scare you. Yeah, that's terrible. How embarrassing. I can't believe I acted like that. Hopefully, someday they will wake up and that will be the scenario. Or something like it. (laughs) But in the meantime, don't let the changes affect you. You could witness them, be an observer of them, but you don't have to be a participant. You can just, you know, I mean, I'm a a participant in the changes of when a petition comes across my desk, I sign it immediately. If it's going to affect the greater majority of the world in a positive way. Like the uh, lady who Trump appointed, she's withholding all the funds for the transition team to transition. Because this is the time, you know, between the announcement of the winner and January 20th, where all the people have to be in place. They all have to get paid to do all the things that need to be done. Fumigating the White House, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help that one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, just, you know, just the changes that need to be taking place. And... <laughs> you know, whatever I, you know, get the movers in there, get the people to paint the walls fresh. I don't know. I don't know what the hell transition team means, you know, but one family's moving out of a house, another family's moving into the house, you know, whatever that involves, you know, transfer the nuclear codes. I don't know. (laughs) Debriefing on aliens are real, you know, whatever it is. They got the transition team. So I had to sign a petition like an hour ago came across my desk of the lady who is withholding the funds, um, willfully disobeying the law. So, um, there's going to be a big, huge petition. Now she's, now she'll be in the news for breaking the law on behalf of Trump. Again, a lot of people have, uh, disobeyed the law on behalf of Trump, you know, and, um, ignored the law willfully and, you know, this sort of behavior will not stand. It will not, I do not abide by it. Oh, love the dude. Anyway, <laughs> the big Lebowski, if you don't know that movie, you got to watch it. And God bless Jeff Bridges, by the way, please send Jeff Bridges love and light. He is suffering from cancer right now. And it's, uh, He's, he's positive. You know, he thinks he'll get through it. He has a great attitude. So let's just send him a lot of love and light. He did great as, um, Lebowski, (laughs) the dude. Um, one of my favorite movies, by the way, my daughter's first tattoo tattoos on one hand, she had, um, abide. And then on the other hand, she has rebel (laughs) on her knuckles. So punk rock. It's so awesome. But <laughs> because of that movie, she's a Buddhist. That's what she tells people. You know, people go, Oh, you're a Buddhist. She says, No, I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> I just abide, dude. <laughs> uh, there's actually a church in which she joined the Buddhist church. You could join it online for free. It's hilarious. It's not religious. It's just abide, man. Just abide. <laughs> it's kind of like a pacifist philosophy. 
just accept, accept the changes. You don't have to participate in them. Just accept, just abide. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is what I was going to talk about. My ADHD has been so bad. I've had like three or four topics and then I couldn't remember them five minutes later. (laughs) And then it comes my, you know, my, you know, the wagons in my head circle back around and then I can go, Oh, wait a minute. I was going to talk about changes. That's right. But it was also important for me to say that thing about that, like charisma is not high vibration. People have a lot of sexual energy. It just means that their Kundalini is stuck in their first chakra. When the Kundalini rises, when it rises all the way up to the crown chakra, then their charisma is a different energy. It's a different vibration. It's different. But when it's sexual and then there's sexual scandal around somebody, it's because they have a lot of Kundalini built up, but it hasn't been able to leave that first chakra that lower level or second chakra, I guess the sexual chakra where, you know, there was, um, a lot of religious leaders in the eighties and nineties that got in big trouble. And, you know, one was cheating on his wife with a hooker and one had an, an affair with a secretary. And, and these guys had a lot of sexual energy, a lot of charisma and people thought that they were godly because they felt the energy, but they couldn't decipher the difference between a high vibrational master and somebody with a lot of sexual energy because energy is powerful in both way in, you know, in both cases, but in the sexual uh, charisma energy, that's when all the scandals come in. They don't know how to handle their sexuality. They don't know how to handle that energy. You know, even Pee Wee Herman got caught masturbating in a, in a porn theater in Florida. You know, he didn't know how to handle sexual energy. He has a lot of charisma, but he wasn't spiritually channeling it up, 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 channel up your spine, channel up through your chakras. Otherwise you get stuck into having orgies and sexual addictions and problems with, you know, paying off people hush money to shut up. So your wives don't know that you're cheating on them or wife, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump cheated on every single wife he had, including the current one, you know, and, and, um, you know, he gets slapped with a bunch of sexual harassment cases and rape cases. And, you know, that sexual energy, that charisma, and a lot of actors and a lot of people in Hollywood are getting in trouble with this stuff right now because they, have that energy, that charisma that's in charisma is just literally another name for saying sexual energy. And people feel it like, Ooh, look at them. They're so, you know, <laughs> so sexy or so whatever. You know, when I was younger, um, these, these two guys befriended me and they just said to me, Oh, you just ooze sexuality. You're like Marilyn Monroe. You're so sexy. And I was like, Ooh, yes, I am baby. Woo woo. You know? And now people don't say that to me, you know? I mean, some, some do, but cause that's all they can feel. Cause that's where their, their mind is in their lower chakras. But mostly people say to me that I feel like I'm an, an angel. Like they think they know me from somewhere. They can't figure it out. Like, you're like an angel. You have like this, this high vibrational energy. You're like, you feel like an angel. 
and, it, and some people freak out. Like they'll talk to me for a few minutes, then they get scared of me and they don't want to talk to me anymore because they start realizing maybe I'm an angel. Holy crap. <laughs> and I am, but like I'm in a human form, but that's my energy. But my, you know, energy used to be in my lower chakras and now it's up in my higher chakras. And people say, you're really spiritual. Wow. Like they'll say that I have charisma, but it's more like a, a different, it's a different octave of the same thing, right? This is just Kundalini energy. It's the same thing. But once you raise it up all the way, then it, everything shifts and changes. But anyway, I just wanted to, I, I wanted to clear that up because a lot of people are confusing. It's energy, but they don't know what kind of energy it is. You know, it's just energy. Energy is energy. It's not bad or good. It's just energy. <laughs> you know, and if you don't have a discernment filter, you can't figure it out. Then you get confused and then you follow the wrong leader. You follow the wrong girlfriend or boyfriend. You follow the wrong, you know, whoever, you know, so you have to learn that discernment. Like, is it sexual energy or is it actual high vibration energy? <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's, is it a lower octave or a higher octave of the same energy, basically? Anyway, let me go check out what is going on with uh, spaceweather.com. We have um, the same sunspots that were there last week are still there, okay? And they are growing in um, <laughs> strength and physically growing bigger. Let's see, where were we here? Schumann. There we go, Space Weather. So you could go see a picture of the sunspots. Somebody took a really amazing picture of the current sunspots. They're enormous, and they're facing directly at us. And AR2781 is posing a slight threat for M-class solar flares. So and it's right in the middle of the sun. Like We still have several days to worry about you know, big old pieces of the sun breaking off and shooting our way. <laughs> uh, right now, the solar wind speed is 359.2 kilometers per second. So I think it's a little bit more than what it was on Friday. Not much. The neutron counts, the cosmic radiation coming at us is very high right now. And has gone up by 0.4% in the past 48 hours to a tune of 10% of the, of the space age average ever since they started you know looking at this we're in the top 10 percent of ton, like so we're having tons of cosmic radiation right now but there are no significant coronal holes on the earth's side of the sun even though there's these um massive um sunspots there's no coronal holes so that's probably good no solar wind radiation for a while we do have, according to NASA's All-Sky Cameras and the All-Sky Fireball Network, we have 16 fireballs that were spotted over the United States today. 14 were sporadic and two were northern torrids. This is not uh, complete information, not for the whole world. So if you could just imagine the U U.S. compared to the rest of the world, you know, it's probably, I don't know, 10 times that for the whole world. I don't know exactly how that would work. I wish they had cameras all over. If there was a global space program, that'd be kind of interesting. They could say, hey, yeah, we had 400 fireballs across the whole world. Because in, um, I think, Brazil, 
they, somebody just captured this on camera, a really bright green and blue fireball came, uh, came over, uh, Brazil and it was, it was massive and exploded. And so it was kind of a cool video there. So the heart math Institute, I'm going to tell you Fridays and not Saturdays because these numbers are incredible. I thought you might want to hear this from the November 6th. The Schumann resonance was in California, 54 Hertz frequency in Hafuf, Saudi Arabia, there's still zero. Lithuania was a 132 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was 72 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was 85 hertz frequency. And get this one. Hold on to your hats, guys. Hulului, South Africa was 457 hertz frequency, which is more than 10 times what you need to be resonating at the fifth dimensional level so five I mean 457 that is something pretty special right there according to uh, disclosurenews.it today the big number was uh, not very big at all as a matter of fact 16 hertz frequency in Italy that's it I don't know why the number is always so low there but Usually it's nothing to write home about. And when it is something to write home about, the other numbers go down. So it's all somehow related to one another. But the numbers do wildly fluctuate, as I just proved to you. So let's see. I'm going to tell you the more recent numbers. On Saturday, everything came a little bit calmer. Let's see. Uh I'm trying to get to it. This is a really hard. uh, There we go. Here we go. All right. So on Saturday, so the very next day is what happened. California was at 48 hertz frequency, still in the fifth dimension. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, still on the mat at zero hertz frequency. Makes me wonder if the equipment isn't broken right now. Maybe, I mean, maybe just that their internet might not be working, honestly. In um, Lithuania, 102 hertz frequency. This is at the 2300 hour on Saturday, November 7th, by the way. And in Alberta, Canada, they were at 79 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand, 50 hertz frequency. And last but not least, Hulului went back down to 123 hertz frequency. But I bet there was not one single person bragging that the Schumann resonance was affecting them on Friday. I mean, I don't think anybody was going, oh my God, I felt so dizzy because of the Schumann resonance on Friday. Because it was like 16 or something (laughs) in Italy. The the website everyone's looking at is funny to me. It's just, I don't know. I mean, now, if you did feel dizzy on Friday, it's because it's ascension symptoms coming from the cosmic radiation that was going on and the solar wind radiation that was going on and the C-class flares that were happening (laughs) and the three pulse waves coming from the grand central sun that happens three times a day. That is happening. So if you are affected by it and you think, oh, no, it's 
20 hertz frequency. Oh my God. <laughs> In Italy. I mean, seriously, usually it's like a hundred, 200, almost 500 somewhere else in the world. It's not what you think usually. <laughs> I'm glad I discovered that. That's crazy, right? So I don't know. Um, this whole time period, this past few weeks have really opened my eyes to a lot of different truths in the world. And one of them is that all the people who claim to be spiritual leaders that are claiming to be empathic, you know, to have empathy and love and compassion. This whole time I've been backing somebody who didn't have any of those things. It's really changing rapidly. The sands are shifting. And new information is coming to light and new things are being revealed. And some of these leaders, in fact, all of these leaders have predicted that Trump was going to win the election. And then one of them went back and said that Biden was going to win the election. And then he went and backpedaled again going, well, I never said it was set in stone. It's like, yeah, you you did say it was going to happen. (laughs) Don't tell me you're psychic and then predict something and then say... You know, even I told you guys, I don't know who's going to win. I even told you the energy was crazy. Everything was up in the air. It was very possible that one winner will be declared on that day. And then a couple days later, it will shift because of the Mercury retrograde. And look what happened. Um, Trump was winning on election night. (laughs) But then when all of the mail-in ballots were starting to be counted, he lost. He lost the popular vote. And he lost the electoral college vote. And he's having recounts done in states where it's going to come out again that he lost again. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be voter fraud. And it's funny because last time there were Republicans complained the Democrats were claiming voter fraud. And now they're doing the same exact thing. It's so funny. It's like so funny to watch it. I mean, I'm not making fun of either side. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not any of those things. I, I'm, I'm just, I've been out. I've not voted three elections ago. Was last time I voted, but it's funny. I'm watching this. I'm watching the shifting sands and the hemming and the hawing and the backpedaling and the, well, I never said that, even though you did say that. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, one person is saying that if you call Trump a narcissist, that means you're a narcissist. That was somebody who's very famous said that. And I'm like, no, you don't know what a narcissist is, man. When you say that somebody is a narcissist who has been diagnosed by the top psychologists in the world, the world over. then you're just stating a fact you're not name calling it's not a name calling thing it's not trying to put your ego over somebody else or trying to you know it's just saying look (laughs) he's got narcissistic personality disorder it's the worst disorder to have if you are going to be the leader of the free world he does not need to be in the presidency right now needs to be in therapy and they've got good therapists in jail 
in prison as Anne Hillsborough <laughs> pointed out to me, the author. I was laughing so hard. Oh my God, that's true. Well, you know, he'll get help one way or the other. But first of all, he needs to be helped by the movers, and well, that's it. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to be rescued by a bunch of aliens that give a crap about American politics. I don't think, you know, that, you know, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the Pleiadians aren't going to rescue us. The aliens aren't coming down. They're not, they're going to come down and, you know, replace someone was saying that some woman in the military was going to replace Biden and he'll be taken out and removed and Kamala Harris will be taken out and removed. And so what, why does this, why does this alien who's interdimensional and channeling through this dude named Brad on YouTube, and he's like really popular too. And he, He's like, well, you know, don't shoot the messenger, and I don't care if you believe me or not. And it's like, I think this just BS. I, aliens don't care about politics of one country, of one planet, in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, when was the last time you guys had your nose up in the business of the Antarians? Like, never. <laughs> right? There's a lot of weird shit going on, a lot of changing, shifting sand kind of energy. So be solid, be protected with the white light. Ask your holy guardian angel, connect to your higher self, meditate, pray, focus on you right now, on you being the highest vibration and octave of love you possibly can be, guys. I apologize for this one being a little bit too political or more political than usual, but it's the biggest example in the world right now that I can see, you know, with my, (laughs) my American perspective, but it's just the way I look at it. Like, yeah, focus on the love, love everybody, no matter what, don't get angry at anyone for being asleep. There you go. It's my two cents worth. All right. I'm gonna take a quick break guys. When I come back, part six of The Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East by Baird T. Spaulding right after, well, this quick little 30-second music clip. (laughs) I still don't have a sponsor. Can you believe it? A week and a half later. All right. (laughs) I'll be right back. about you guys, but I did want to mention before we get into the book that first of all, I totally forgot, uh, to do a card for the collective and I still didn't do it. And divine spirit told me don't even do one today. All right, fine. Not going to do one today. But he also earlier showed me an image of the eye card from the literary witches oracle where it's just a picture of an eyeball. And then he said, basically focus, meditate. So that was like the big message for everybody today was third eye, focus on your third eye. That's the big message for today. So, um, what else? And, Oh, another quick announcement. I also forgot, uh, 
I listened to the Shri and Kira episode from November 1st, which was a big, big day, by the way. And tomorrow is 11-11-2020, which is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's energy eight strength, but we'll get into it tomorrow. But, um, it might be a really good day to do some manifestation of your twin flame. If you know for a fact you are a twin flame incarnate, you know, um, if you are not with your twin and the moon is waning. So if you want to do like a spell, like a witchcraft or folk magic type of spell, maybe you can banish loneliness from your life as opposed to drawing in love when the moon is waxing and the new moon is coming. So when the moon's getting bigger, that's the time to pull in love, increase love in your life. Now you want to decrease loneliness. Anyway, just quick thought. <laughs> um, and you could pray for love and visualize love all day long tomorrow. Imagine the love's already with you and that you're already happy and safe in their arms and everything is wonderful. Just do some gentle visualizations every day. And this month and next month till the end of December, we're not now anymore doing like six days in one day or 12 days in one day worth of spiritual growth. But because of the acceleration of the rest of the year, according to Shri and Kara, who by the way, are perfectly still up there vibrationally. <laughs> They're not, flip-flopping on the, I like Trump thing. You know, they're not doing that. They don't carry it one way or the other. They're above it. They've risen above it completely. They don't even really mention it. So by the way, <laughs> um, and they're just on the Ascension path and they have been for a long, long, like decades, long, long time. So anyway, uh, they are real. I don't know if they're masters, but I know that they're approaching sainthood if they haven't already good people wonderful people sri is how you spell shri kira is spelled k-i-r-a so shri and kara and they're on the shri and kara.com or you could go to their youtube channel <clears throat> but they said that whatever all we've done this whole year by focusing on our own spiritual growth we have pushed ourselves into the equivalent of March 2022. <clears throat> so where do you want to be in March 2022? You're going to manifest that this month and next month. I don't know about you guys, but I want to have a house and a car and financial security, no matter whether it's, you know, bling blongs from planet Frickton or actual us dollars. I don't give a rat's you know, <laughs> I just don't, I just want to have whatever the security is, whether we're dealing in seashells or Bitcoin or who the hell knows what's happening by then. But I do want to have that. So I'm just going to visualize. I have the house, of my dreams, the man of my dreams, focus on one thing at a time, of course. But anyway, that's just my quick, uh, information about that. Cause I, I've been meaning this past week to 
look into their stuff again and listen to their hours and hours and hours worth of information, which I finally got to this week, this weekend. So, um, (laughs) so there you have it. All right. Um, Bear T. Spalding wrote this book. This was his field notes. He did, was it like, think six volumes, five or six volumes of life and teaching of the masters of the far East. Now to find this book in bookstores used, you'll get this for about 60 to $80 used like 20, 30 year old set of books. You'll get them used for about that. Um, brand new. If you can find it, um, it's over $200 for these books and they're really small books, but because they've been out of print, I mean, they were printed in 1924. So almost a hundred years ago, 96 years ago. And these are field notes from 1894. So he went on an expedition to the Himalayan mountains. If you're just tuning in now for the first time, you might want to go back and, and listen to the first one and catch up with us. But, uh, basically what happened is he went to the Himalayan mountains with 11 people and they were in search of the great spiritual masters that they had heard are still living, never died. And they're still living in the middle nowhere, basically up in the mountains, the high vibrational mountains over there. And we're not talking about random masters. We're talking Jesus, mother, Mary, Buddha, I think Mahavatar Babaji is there too. They're all there. All the spiritual masters of light. They live there in the Himalayan mountains because they never died. They're true spiritual masters. They're masters over time, space, energy, and over their own physical body and their own personal natures, lower natures. (laughs) You know, Kundalini risen through the 12th chakra there, you know? So, um, anyway, without further ado, we're now going to get to the book, starting with chapter 16. All right. I got the book all queued up. <laughs> wow. And this is all over. I'm going to take a couple of Benadryls and maybe get high and go to bed. Because <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, my allergies have not been this bad in a while. It's just the <clears throat> particulate matter and literally just hanging in the air. It's super fine particles. It looks like, um, an ashtray on every surface in my house. <laughs> I mean, it's not super thick, but when you wipe anything in my house and I just dusted and it's just this volcano. <clears throat> so anyway, here we go. <laughs> I'm the one that chose to live among in the land of the volcanoes, but I'm like 90 miles or something from the nearest one, 99 miles. And it's still, still affecting us over here. Anyway, chapter 16, here we go. Now, remember uh, a man had randomly appeared. There was nothing just empty space. And all of a sudden, bam, a man was right there standing there. And he gave everyone a lecture in the little temple. That's where we left it. So, Here the talk ended with the understanding that all should meet at breakfast. We were up early next morning and ready for breakfast at 6.30. 
As we left our lodging, we met our friends going in the same direction, walking along and conversing, the same as ordinary mortals. They greeted us, and we voiced our surprise at meeting them in this way. The reply was, We are only men, the same as you. Why do you persist in looking upon us as different? We are in no way different from you. We've only developed our God-given powers to a greater extent than you. We then asked, Why can we not do the works that we have seen you do? They answered, Why do not all we contact follow on and do the works? We cannot and do not wish to force our way upon anyone. All are free to live and go the way as they wish to go. We try only to show the simple and easy way, the way we have tried and found very satisfactory. Yeah, I can imagine that. Can you imagine just being hungry and popping a fresh hot loaf of sourdough bread with butter on it into your hand immediately? I mean, literally, this is like the lazy man's guide to the universe. (laughs) And, And it's ironic because you have to do a lot of spiritual work in order to get to that level. <laughs> so it's not really lazy at all, but once you get there, it'd be like, I really wish I had a piece of licorice. Boop. There it is. I wish I had a loaf of bread. Boop. There it is. I wish I had vegetarian stew. Boop. There it is. Whatever you want. Boom. There it is. <laughs> it's all pretty cool, man. Anyway, we went to breakfast and the conversation drifted into the ordinary everyday occurrences. I became lost in wonder. Here were four men sitting opposite us at table. There was one that had lived upon this earth about 1,000 years. He had so perfected his body that he was able to take it with him wherever he desired. His body still retains the buoyancy and youth of a man of 35 years. And this perfection had been completed about 2,000 years. So... Do you guys see the math problem there? <laughs> so there was one who lived upon the earth 1,000 years, perfect his body and had the youth of a man of 35, and this perfection had been completed about 2,000 years. I don't know what that means. Like, he's maybe when he supposedly ascended, he was 1,000 years old. And he completed his body and perfected everything. And so he's like been around for 3,000 years. I mean, once you get to that level, you can. Once you're a full realized spiritual master, you can do this. We're all on the path and a lot of us will end up like this. I mean, if you want. If you want to. 
I mean, I know a thousand years would be plenty of time to get all my thoughts published as books. <laughs> it would be nice to have a thousand years, right? You could just enjoy, relax and enjoy every day. If you could just like pull from the ether, from universal substance, anything and everything you want. Oh, landlady, she needs her rent. Boop, there it is. Created it from the formless form. Here you go. You need more? <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> you want some sourdough bread? <laughs> Boop, just pulled it out of my purse. <laughs> like a rabbit out of my hat. <laughs> so, all right. <clears throat> Next to him sat a man that was the fifth in line or regular descendant of the family first mentioned. The second had lived upon this earth for more than 700 years and his body did not appear to be a day over 40. They were able to converse with us the same as any other man would converse. There was Emil who had lived for over 500 years and appeared to be about 40 and Jast who was about 40 and appeared to be about that age. All were conversing together like brothers with not a hint of superiority, all kindly, simple, and yet well-grounded and logical in every word uttered. With no trace of the mystical or mysterious about them, just plain human beings in daily intercourse with each other, still I could scarcely realize that it was not all a dream. After breakfast, when we arose from the table, one of my associates started to pay <clears throat> for the meal. Emil said, you are our guests here and held out to the lady in attendance. What we thought was an empty hand. But when we looked a second time, there was just the amount of money necessary to pay the bill. Oh my God. What did I just say five seconds ago? Oh my God. They're doing that. You can do all this and more guys. I'm capable of this. You're capable of this. We have to unlock and untap this gift. God does not love some people more than us. God hates nobody. God loves everybody equal. You just have to accept it. Accept the gifts. All right, let's move on. All right. So <laughs> we found that our friends did not carry money with them. Neither did they pe depend on others for their supply. When money was needed, it was right at hand created from the universal. We walked out of the house and the man that was with the number five party shook hands with us saying that he must return to his party and he disappeared 
We made, made a note of the time of the disappearance, and afterwards we found that he appeared with his party within ten minutes after he had left us. We spent the day with Emil Jast and our friend of the records, as we called him, in wandering over the village and countryside. Our friend recounting in detail many instances which, which happened in the time of John's sojourn of 12 years in the village. In fact, so vividly were these instances brought to our minds that it seemed as if we were back in the dim past walking and talking with this great soul who to us before this had seemed but a mythical character conjured from the minds of those who wished to mystify. From that day on, John the Baptist had been a real living character, so real to me it seems as if I can now actually see him walking the streets of the village and countryside and receiving the instruction of those great souls about him, the same as we walked the streets of the village and countryside that day, yet not able to grasp fundamental truth of it all. All right, I have a quick little story, guys. When I died um, in 1997, I had a near-death experience. And it, I had the valley fever. I talked about this before on the show, so I'm not going to go into terrible details. But we had a massive earthquake, and a couple years later, after the earthquake, there had been spores released from a mountain, and people started getting sick. And people started dying from this random 10,000-year-old um, fungus that was really crazy um, virulent and just would get into people's lungs. And it got into mine, and I had like a sore throat in the morning, and by the evening I was rushed to the emergency room and dead on arrival. So I started off with just a quick little scratchy throat, sore throat, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, you know, what I'm going through now is a totally different thing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was really da- dangerous and deadly. And a voice came to me and said, if you don't go to the hospital right now, you're going to die. And after the whole ordeal was over and I came back home, I started praying to God, show me, reveal to me who was a person who did this. And what appeared to me in my dream was, you know, the person who saved my life. This man was uh, wild looking, had a wild look in his eye. He had crazy brown hair that went off in every direction and, and curly and crazy wild. And he was wearing a, a shirt that was kind of puffy and loose. And um, on his neck, I could see and he had like just simple brown pants and I think barefoot. And on his um, neck, it looked like his neck and head had been sewn together with um, sinew, like leather, little, little thin leather straps, like his head had been sewn back on. 
And then he, he um, made a joke about losing his head for a moment, but he's better now. And he laughed wildly about it. And we were meeting on these docks on a lake in my dream. And it turns out later that um, I figured it out. And I said, what's your name? And he says, he's like, don't you know me already? Seriously. And he said something about me being his cousin before. And then he said, well, I'm John. Nice to meet you. And later I realized, holy crap, obviously we were cousins when I knew Jesus 2000 years ago, plus, plus, plus. And it was John the Baptist that saved my life. And now that I'm reading this and I'm realizing, oh, well, he's still alive. Of course he's so, you know, how he died with Salome had his, his head cut off. It's in the Bible. Bring me his head on a silver platter. She said, and they did. So when you think about that, that's pretty crazy, right? (laughs) Anyway, just want to bring that up. Wild person, really sweet, really funny, hilarious sense of humor. He's a good, good, good guy. Anyway, just want to bring that up because it's like, whoa, John the Baptist. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's still alive. And that was 2000 years ago. (laughs) He was a harbinger for Jesus to come. And he was also a saint and a self-realization. I mean, self-realized, I'm sorry, master, obviously. So there you go. All right, let's see. Now I'm looking for the... Okay, so... um, So that's what they mean by John's sojourn of 12 years. They meant John the Baptist. Okay, that makes sense now. I'm like, who the hell is John? Did I miss something? (laughs) Yeah, all right. So from that day on, John the Baptist had been a real living character. So real to me, it seems as if I can now actually see him walking the streets of the village and countryside and receiving the instruction of those great souls about him. The same as we walked the streets of the village and countryside that day, yet not able to grasp the fundamental truth of it all. After, well, this is a fun word. (laughs) What it means now is not what it meant in 1894. After tramping all day, (laughs) tramping, I mean, it just means walking, you know, like steadily, like hiking, but (laughs) doesn't mean whoring themselves out, tramping. Uh, A tramp used to be a homeless person, you know, in the 40s or something, and now a tramp is somebody who is like a prostitute or somebody who has a lot of sex without marriage, which is slut shaming, but it's, it's, that's the way the word is used now. It's weird. Tramping back then just meant walking. Isn't it weird how some, or some words have evolvement like that. It's really odd. Anyway, after tramping all day, listening to the most interesting historical occurrences, and hearing records read and translated in the very spot where the incidents took place thousands of years before. 
We returned to the village just before dark, thoroughly tired. The three friends who were with us and had walked every step of the way as we had walked were not showing signs or the least sign of fatigue or or weariness. Whereas where we were begrimed, dust-laden, and perspiring, they were cool and at ease. Their garments were as white and fresh and spotless as when we started out in the morning. We had noted during all of our journeys with these people that none of their clothing became soiled. We had remarked about this a great many times, but had received no reply until this evening, when, in answer to a remark made, our friend of the record said, This may seem remarkable to you, but it seems far more remarkable to us that one speck of God's created substance adheres to another of God's creations where it is not wanted and where it does not belong. With the right concepts, this could not happen for two part, I'm sorry, for no part of God's substance can be misplaced or placed where it is not wanted. Crazy. All right. It's awesome. Then in an instance, instant, we realized that our clothing and bodies were as clean as theirs were. Wow. That'd be, that'd be the biggest time saver right there. Right? Just wave your arm and boom, you have to take a shower now. That would be handy for me right now, considering we haven't had enough pressure to have warm or even hot water in like two weeks now. And now it's too cold to take a shower. I'm just dreading the perspective of taking a shower in this cold. It's just, it doesn't even feel safe. <laughs> Eventually we'll get our water back. I don't know when, but there you go. I know it will speak that into existence, I guess. So, all right. Um, so then in an instant, we realized that our clothing and our bodies were as clean as theirs were. Oh, I said that and my twin flame just lit up a cigarette wherever the hell in the world he is. I just smelled it. That's incredible. It's just, we're becoming more and more multidimensional and aware of that with each passing day. Whew. Oh, that was crazy. Oh, I just, those weird little, he smokes these brown cigarettes instead of white cigarettes. I could just see it and smell it. Oh, it's crazy. All right. And where were we again? Start over. Um, so in a, in a heartbeat, their clothes were just unsoiled and fine again. 
that's crazy, right? Oh my gosh. I love this book. It's almost like it's an instruction manual if you know where to look or how to look. But also, it gives so many examples of what you can do and more. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. All right. I mean, they just wave their hand and all of a sudden, boom, your body and your clothing are as clean as the men standing in front of you. They've been traveling for days. And, they, and these guys never needed a shower because they never got dirty in the first place. It's crazy. All right. The transformation for us, for to us, it was a transformation, but taken place instantly to all three alike while we stood there. All fatigue left us and we were as refreshed as though we had arisen from bed and had our morning bath. That's crazy, right? Here was the answer to all of our questions. I believed we retired that night with the deepest feeling of peace we had experienced at any time thus far throughout our sojourn with these people. And our feeling of awe was fast giving place to the deepest love for these simple, kind-hearted hearts. I'm sorry. For the simple, kindly hearts that were doing so much for the benefit of mankind or their brothers, as they call them, we began to look upon them as brothers. They took no credit upon themselves, saying it was God expressing through them. Of myself, I can do nothing. The Father that dwelleth within me, he doeth the works. All right. Next chapter. Chapter 17. We were up the next morning with every faculty alert with interest and wonder for what that day would reveal. We had begun to look upon each day as a revelation of unfoldment in itself. It's so strange. We had be, I just, it's like I started to fall asleep again and I, it's like, I don't know if I'm somehow leave my body communicating with these guys or I don't know what's going on. I was thinking I need to take Benadryl, but I didn't take one. So, so, but I feel like I took one. It's very weird. Oh, maybe I hopped a timeline again. My allergies feel like they're going away now. So weird. Okay. Um, I don't even know where I was. That's so strange. And none of these words look familiar all of a sudden. Wow. We had begun to look upon each day as a revelation of unfoldment in itself 
and felt that we were but beginning to realize the deep meaning of the things we were experiencing. While at breakfast that morning, we were told that we would go to a village higher up in the mountains and from this place we would visit the temple that was located on one of the mountains that I had seen while standing on the roof of the temple already described. We were told we would only be able to use our horse for 15 miles of the journey and that two of the villagers would go with us that far and would take the horses to another village farther on and care for them until we arrived. We turned our horses over to the two villagers at the appointed place and started to climb to the village up the narrow mountain trail, which at times proved to be steps hewn from the rock. We camped that night at a lodge located on the crest of a point midway, about midway between the place where we had left the horses and the village of our destination. The keeper of the lodge was fat, old, and jolly. In fact, he was so plump and round that he seemed to roll rather than walk. <laughs> and we could scarcely tell he had eyes. What? That's so strange. As soon as he recognized Emil, he began asking for healing, saying, as we were told afterward, that if he does did not get any help, he surely would die. We were told that he and his forefathers had kept this lodge and served the public for hundreds of years and that he had been in charge for about 70 years. About the time he took over the lodge, he was healed of what was called an inherited disease and supposedly to be incurable. He had become a very active worker for about two years. Then gradually had lost interest and began to develop or began to depend upon others to help him out of his difficulties. Ooh, that's not a good place to be in. This had gone on for about 20 years. And he seemed to prosper, seeming to enjoy the best of health, when suddenly he dropped back into his old ways from which he would not make the necessary effort to rouse himself from his lethargy. Lethargy, sorry. We found that his case was only a fair example of thousands of others. These people live simply and easily, and anything that requires an effort becomes... I'm sorry, wait. And I just lost my place. We found that his case case was only a fair example of thousands of others. 
These people live simply and easily and anything that requires an effort becomes a burden to them very quickly. They soon lose interest and their prayer for help becomes a a mechanical their prayer for help becomes a mechanical sound instead of something uttered from the deep meaning or desire. Okay. We were up and on our way early the next morning and four o'clock in the afternoon found us at the village with the temple of our just with the temple of our destination perched on a rocky pinnacle almost overhead. In fact, so steep were the walls that the only means of approach was by a basket attached to a rope and let down on a go- on a pulley supported by a wooden beam made made fast in the rocks one end of the rope was attached to a windlass and the other was passed over the pulley and fastened to the basket the basket being let down and pulled up in this manner. Okay. The windlass was located in the little room hewn from the solid rock of the ledge that jutted us out so that it overhung the rocky walls before, I mean below. The wooden derrick, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, derrick, the wooden derrick to which the pulley was attached swung out so that the rope and basket, I mean basket, ooh, my eyes are starting to go, so that the rope and basket just cleared the ledge, making it possible to haul the load up from below until it cleared then basket and load were swung in and landed safely on top of the ledge in the little rock room hewed out for the purpose this rock ledge jutted out over the rock walls walls below so far that the word, I'm sorry, so far that the given signal, the basket was lowered. We stepped in and we were hauled up one by one to the ledge 400 feet above. When we were land, when we were landed again upon this ledge, we began looking about for some trail leading on up to the temple the walls of which we could see standing out flush with the wall of rock that still towered 500 feet above wow that's huge we were told that we were that we would make the ascent 
in a similar manner to that already described. As we looked, a derrick arm corresponding to the one on the on the ledge where we were standing swung out. A rope was let down and attached to the same basket, and we were hauled up one by one and landed on the roof of the temple 500 feet above. Okay, sorry. I, like, skipped my place accidentally. Oh, man, this book, these portal books just get me. All right, I again felt as if we were on the top of the world. I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation. Okay. (laughs) I love that song. I can't sing it, but I love it. So, all right. Um, The temple was located on a rocky pinnacle that stood out 900 feet above all of the surrounding mountains. The village we had left 900 feet below was located at the summit of a mountain pass used in crossing the Himalayas. We found that this temple was about 1,000 feet lower in elevation than the one I had visited with email in jest, but it commanded a much wider outlook. From where it stood, from where we stood, it seemed as if we could look into infinite space. We were made comfortable for the night, and our three friends told us that they were going to visit some of our associates and would take any message we wished to send. We wrote messages, carefully dating them, giving our location, and including the time of day. Because remember, they're all scientists. They're researchers. Expeditionists. When we handed over, I mean, when we handed our friends these messages, they shook hands with us, saying they would see us in the morning, and they disappeared one by one. We made careful note of the time and of what we had written and found afterward that the messages were at their destination within 20 minutes of the time they left our hands. After eating a hearty supper served by the attendants, we retired for the night, but not to sleep for our experiences were beginning to make a deep impression upon us. Here we were nearly nine, nearly 9,000 feet in the air with no human being near us except for attendance and not a sound, with not a sound except that of our own voices. There did not seem to be a breath of air stirring. One of my associates said, do you wonder that they chose the locations of these temples in places of meditation. The stillness is so intense, one can fairly feel it. It certainly is a place in which to meditate. 
He then said he was going outside to have a look around. He spent and but oh, I'm sorry. He went out but returned in a few moments saying there was a heavy fog. Nothing could be seen. My two associates were soon asleep, but I could not sleep. So I arose, dressed, and went out on the roof of the temple, and they sat down with my feet hanging over the wall. There was just enough moonlight filtering through the fog to eliminate the inky blackness that would have prevailed had not the moon been shining. There was just enough light to reveal the great billowy fog. Okay, yeah, all right. To reveal the great billowy fog banks rolling by. Enough to remind me that I was not suspended in space. That somewhere way down the earth was as ever. And that the place I was sitting upon was somehow connected with it. Then all of a sudden, it seemed as if I could see a great pathway of light in ways, rays, I'm sorry, its rays, pathway of light, its rays widening like a fan with the wide part extending toward me. Where I was sitting seemed to be in about the center of the ever-extending wait a minute, what? sorry, I'm sorry in about the center of the ever widening ray and the central ray was the most brilliant of them all each ray seemed to project onward in its course until it illuminated one part of the earth. Each illuminated its own particular portion of the earth until the whole earth blended in one great white ray. Alright. Oh boy, I'm getting really sleepy here. It's crazy. I'm trying to make sense of this. All right. So let me read that last part again, just to get it a little deeper. Hopefully you guys got it, but each ray seemed to be Or seemed to, sorry, okay, there we go. Each ray seemed to project onward in its course until it illuminated one part of the earth. Each illuminated its own particular portion of the earth until the whole blended as into one great white ray. Looking far ahead, I could see all gradually converging until they ended in one central 
one central point of intense white light, so white that it seemed transparent and crystal. Then instantly it seemed as if I stood out in space, looking at it all, looking far, far down. The white ray I could see what seemed to be specters of the far away past marching on and on in ever increasing numbers but in solid ranks until they reached a certain place then they separated wider and wider until they filled the whole of the light ray and covered the entire earth they all seemed to emerge at first from one central white point of light they seemed to come forth from this point first one then just ahead were two then just ahead of them were four and so on until they reached the place of the wide divergence where there were about 100 all right where there were about 100 abreast in solid fan like spray i mean array sorry uh solid fan like array when they came to the point of wide separation they suddenly scattered widely and occupied all of the light earth when they had occupied the whole earth it seemed the rays had reached their widest expanse then they grew gradually narrower and narrower until the rays again converged into the one point from which they first started. The cycle was complete. And they entered again one by one. Before they entered, they formed a sol- in solid array 100 abreast, gradually closing up until they became one. And that one entered the light alone. I suddenly aroused myself and thinking that this was rather an unsafe place to be deaf. I'm sorry, to be that. I'm really trying to keep myself focused and pushed down into this body right now. I keep leaving my body. This is getting higher and higher vibration, this book. All right. Um, all right. Where was I, man? This is okay. I suddenly aroused myself and thinking that this was rather an unsafe place to be dreaming 
I went in and retired. All right, well, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to retire right there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, We're going to come back next Monday, and we're going to read chapter XVIII, which is chapter 18. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to listen to this later to see what I read. Like, almost the whole time, I kept leaving my body. And I do feel that Masters of Light, I feel like they're either... um, Now I'm feeling absolutely chilled as soon as I stopped reading. So maybe I was surrounded by warmth from them, and then I not longer... er, er, No longer am reading the text. Now I'm getting this chill on my back. It's just, it's very cold. It's like 49 degrees. In fact, I'm going to look. Maybe it'll say. No, I was wrong. It's 48 degrees here. <sighs> so cold. All right. So, um, well, there you have it. I'm going to come back and read the next installment of this book next Monday. So, um, there you have it. I'll be back tomorrow, you guys, with all unique and original programming, just like always. And I wanted to say before I go that I love you. Thank you so much for your continued faith and confidence in me and my abilities and also in the show. If you have found it to be any kind of helpful to you and you find it in your heart to donate, uh, you can PayPal me. Just metaphysical soul speak at gmail.com is my PayPal or mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, which is my handle on Instagram at mermaidgirl888. Just write me if you ever need anything. Let me know if you have confirmation of any things I've said or questions or clarifications or anything. Just let me know. I don't know about you guys, but I've been seeing a lot of spirits lately. Or I'm peering into another dimension. I don't know. But um, I want to quickly mention that. I just saw earlier a fairy and I saw a person walking through my room. But they were all vibrating very high. So I couldn't see them. But both energies appeared as white spirits. So I just assume that's good. I didn't feel threatened or upset by it. I just felt really like, woo, that was interesting. Ooh, I like that energy. That was wild. And then it was gone in a flash. So if that's happening to you, maybe it's an ascension symptom. I don't know. (laughs) Being able to peer into other dimensions. I don't know. But um, we're still very close to Day of the Dead, I guess. The veils between the worlds are still thin, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, just want to bring that up really quick. So it just happened again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, also, thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, telling anyone and everyone you know, including your Facebook groups and your Twitter and Instagram people, if you want to. Um, thank you in advance for helping promote the show. I'm internationally syndicated, but you could tell people to find me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical or just look me up on iTunes 
iHeartRadio, I, you know, all those podcasts or Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, all those. Anyway, <laughs> got that out. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. I need to take a Benadryl, which will probably ironically wake me up at this point. <laughs> and go see if we still have water, running water at night. Sometimes they shut it off. <laughs> anyway, that's it, guys. I, um, I love you, and I will be back tomorrow, as I said. But right now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.